And you can live in the day. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Oh my God, we're back, and we're actually going to get to a, a an important uh, topic. We're going to get back to uh, what Men in the Making is all about. So, without wasting any time, Rokas, hello. Wow, hello, Raj. You actually put some pressure on me now to provide a good I'm question just, for you. Today is all about pressure. <laughs> I just got out of jujitsu, and it's like pressure, pressure, pressure. Okay. <laughs> so, my question is about wanting to be remembered after death. Rationally, it doesn't make any sense because it wouldn't matter after you died, but it seems to be a deep-rooted desire in a lot of people to be remembered after death. So why is that? That's interesting. That's an interesting question. I've actually talked about this before with other people and and other monks Um, because monks have the perspective of not being remembered. It's very specific. When you become a monk, there you want to leave as little trace as possible on this earth, on this planet, as a soul. And you do that to try to make a clean getaway, so to speak, so that there's no extra karma. However, Most people are not on that path. They're on the path of making karma. They're on, they're on this path. So in Sanskrit, the word path uh, is Marga and um, the, the path of discipline is the Sadhana Marga. Uh, The straight path to God is the San Marga and everyone else is on the Anava Marga. The Anava Marga is the path of the ego. So ego is built in, right? Our hardware or our software, our operating system of ego says by default, we leave traces of data behind in these recovered folders. It's, it, they're in there. They're archived. Um, and people cling to life. So there's, there's, there's two things going on here. There's the operating system by default, leave a trace. There's, and then uh, that's thanks to the ego. And then there's the Patanjali, an old, old monk a long time ago would say there's the klesha or poison of, of, uh, of clinging to life, clinging to this, this body clinging to desires and wants and things like that because we identify with these things and that's how we know who we are. That's how we ground ourselves, right? That's how normal people get a sense of, of who am I an identity, right? I'll leave my kids behind because they're a part of me. And and that's just my, my mission in life. Like some religions or some, some, Uh, denominations of Catholicism, your main goal in life is to have a big family and have children and leave behind this lineage. Um, Other people want to be remembered through memorials. And I mean, even tombstones, my God, Uh, to, to leave that trace, right? Because of their software, because of that operating system and, and their, their, their finding so much identity, so much importance in life. In this life, specifically, 
probably because there's a lack of, of depth in how many lives we have, how many, how insignificant all of this really is from, from my perspective. So from my perspective, right, we have all that and that's where our desire comes from to have that trace. I think I personally, and I believe anyone in Eastern um, philosophical background and path is, is wants to be cremated. So there's no, there's no, um, there's no trace mystically or metaphysically. They believe that we would believe that the body you, you want to get rid of the body so that you're not, so that you're disconnected from it as soon as possible. Um, monks are cremated, I think, like within 24 hours of death, like very, not even faster than that. I think only spiritual leaders are kept around for 24 hours, but yeah, you want that, you want that disconnect to happen as soon as possible. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. What, 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 where does the question come from? That's an interesting question. Um, I remember seeing in a movie in, in Auschwitz camp when people were being taken away, they were saying to complete strangers, please remember me. So that was, I think, initially from that thought. Because hmm. you're saying it to a stranger. To, I mean, I know it's a movie, but I'm sure there's still, it's something that oh. would have happened in real life still. Yeah, yeah. So even yeah. to like a stranger, you're just desperately trying to, I guess, as you said, cling on to life. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Please remember me. <laughs> even though, yeah, you're just saying it to a complete stranger and all they know about you is your face, but you still want them to remember you. Hmm. So it's an interesting concept, I guess. I wonder, there, I, I could pull something else from that. I wonder if some of that is please remember, you know, this struggle or please remember that, that we were here. Yeah. It's more of remember that we were here. That I was here. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, and you can see it in the nine 11 U S terrorist attack. Um, the, the motto or the mantra behind that is um, never forget. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and as a species, we try to remember, we try to keep historical records accurate. Um, so it's just in there, it's built in there. Remember this, you know, keep this in, in the log. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know why. Well, I don't know why other than what I said. And with, but, but what I said is more individual. So, uh, culturally to remember, I think Peterson would say, you know, we, we need, we need that as a benchmark of how to, how to act and how to have motivation for behavior. But also, I don't know, I think you could wipe the slate clean and, and, and I wonder but if then higher- maybe the problem with that is that history would then repeat itself, but through these if you ingrain these sorts of events in our present, then they might not repeat themselves. Maybe it's in that way. Maybe you could look at it in that way. No. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And from the typical perspective, 
uh, from the tip, from the basic Judeo-Christian perspective, I think that'd be true. From from a from a Hindu perspective, uh, the slate is wiped clean every yuga, and eventually, consciousness will be elevated so high that we. It, well, if consciousness is high enough, you don't you won't repeat history because history is of, of a lower consciousness. So from that perspective, you could wipe everything clean and just, um, you know, embrace an ascended society, so to speak, in higher consciousness. And people were like, if they knew about history, they'd be like, well, they were dumb, you know, like killing people and stuff like that. That's how animalistic. Even now, looking back on it, I think we have those thoughts, but we don't realize that we have it within ourselves to do the same thing. What thoughts? So what you were just saying, animalistic killing, um, even even yeah. World War II, um, where, yeah, that was 100 years ago. So it's not even that long. So we have it within ourselves to do that. But looking back, it just seems so barbaric and yeah as you were saying animalistic but yeah you're right because of the society we live in now even even now yeah we've seen that ascension now in consciousness and i think uh within the short amount of time um yeah i don't even think yeah so we went through that kind of warfare and then they created the geneva convention right so you're not even allowed to uh, be barbaric even if you want it and if you are you can be you can be uh, go undergo uh, war crimes right so yeah it's happening all the time isn't it but yeah so even looking back when i don't know it's still we still have it within ourselves to be the same way we were in world war ii because not nothing has really changed about us though it's just maybe as a collective but individually we haven't changed so we all yeah well that's an interesting thing about consciousness is that uh specifically in hindu metaphysics or eastern metaphysics as well buddhism uh, i believe jainism zoroastrianism um sikhism you you uh oh no that's an abrahamic faith i could be wrong um even in several Hindu uh, Eastern philosophies, we have all levels of consciousness available to us. So let's say you and I are high-minded. We have a certain amount of standard value hierarchy. Uh, Maybe we even go all the way to the top and and reach the highest level of consciousness, like a a spiritual guru. Uh, But yeah, we we are still potentially the lower lower areas of consciousness are still available to us so they do say that that they get closed off systematically um in a higher consciousness individual but i believe that you can always make a descent into lower consciousness again i don't know if you can close stuff off fully but I believe once the higher realms are open, you know, and we're talking metaphysically in that world, once the higher realms are available, they don't close off, but lower ones are always available. Higher ones never go away. once you get there, something like that. So if anyone, if anyone is a meditator and you're wondering, you know, if there's any hardcore yogis listening, 
um, and you're thinking, okay, I had a really good meditation or I was on, I dropped acid and I was like in love with the universe, right? So both things are spiritual experiences. Both things open up higher realms of consciousness, um, but it went away, right? The acid wore off or my meditation wore off and I haven't been able to quite get back to that. Theoretically, those doors are still open. That's one of the challenges behind uh, taking psychedelics. Um, they can potentially open up things before you are ready. So it's not a good idea to always explore with psychedelics. A lot of people ask me that, you know, what do you, should I take mushrooms or this and that? And um, you really have to be careful. You have to make sure that you're not a, a you're not like secretly a monster because it will come out. Um, okay. So yeah, I was going to ask about opening up when you're not ready. So what would be the, you the were? difference of that? Huh? You were when were you gonna ask no, that? As in when you stopped speaking, that was my next question. Uh, so about but it wasn't when you you had written down. No, 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 no. So. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Whoa, higher <laughs> consciousness. I already concluded future. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um you the can predict of, the future. I know you can predict the future. I've seen it. With what? <laughs> with the stock market. Oh yes, yes, of course. <laughs> All right. um, so yeah detriments of opening up those doors when you're not ready yeah you go through mood swings wild mood swings up and down up and down uh, so a sign of spiritual progress is an evenness in mood not going too high up or too high down uh, but staying somewhere in the middle so people who open things up too soon it's confusing. It, it, you can get detached from the world. I recently had a client who uh, was similar. You know, they, they were going too deep too soon. They were they were practicing monk like austerity, and um, you know, they it's not a good idea if you're not a monk. Um, because you have things to do in the world. Um, and I've seen a similar thread in the monastery when we would have people, we'd have people come to us who were trying to replicate the monastic lifestyle and disciplines in the world. And you just get a very strange individual who can't really communicate that well with anyone, um, even with the monks, because they're, they're thinking that, you know, everything is lofty, and, and refined and you can just talk high-minded godlike things all day and it's like you know the greatest spiritual in my opinion the greatest spiritual milestones are speaking less um being more efficient you know having greater results with less actions um you know forgetting about your spiritual progress just not worrying about it um trying not to do too much you know the monks when a young monk uh a young monk will always ask an older monk uh about these kind of things 
you know, how do I progress faster and how do I open up these doors or in meditation, I can move this or that and things like that. And one time I was asking, I was pushing like really like, like conversationally pushing an, an older monk to kind of like reveal a secret to me or something like that. I was being an idiot basically. And the monk was just like, cut me off and in mid sentence and was like, you can, you can talk to the guru about that. I was just like, I felt like he just punched me in the face with his words. It was really <laughs> interesting. It was very humbling because it was like, you know, this is normally a very nice person. And they was very like curt and uh, to the point. And I was like, whoa, when I was young, when I was a young monk, I always pushed, pushed things like that. And it's like, it showed how ignorant I was. It showed how, how immature I was and how far I had to go. But uh, when you make it, when you make it real far in the spiritual world uh, and on your path of maturity, you really don't have to talk about it uh, with anyone ever. Uh, oftentimes you can just smile at, at another person and it's, you can kind of just be on, notice what level they're on and they'll notice your level and that's it. Uh, silence is, is definitely um, the best practice. Interesting. Next question. I'll go back to uh, incorporating the shadow. So going back a bit, to when we were talking about the war and uh, higher and lower consciousness. Um, if, if we look back on the past and say that we're barbaric and yeah, animalistic and we don't believe that we could be that way now, then I think that would be, wouldn't that be lying to ourselves? Like, how would I say? Yeah. Like, unless you realize that you could do those things you can't incorporate your shadow into your everyday life so that's like one of the things i heard from jordan peterson that is a that's a peterson right there for sure yeah knowing that you can be a monster is really the the, the first step in so how would you phrase that about incorporating the shadow through yeah for realizing that you'd be able to do those things as well 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 can we define shadow for a second i rarely use that word so what do you what do you talk what are you talking about the shadow so, subconscious from what, from what i understood it's a few things that will add up so let's say for one let's say you're at a party and someone is making fun of you and you just like laugh along but really you resented them for doing so but you didn't say anything and then when you get home, like you think about that and your resentment grows. The subconscious. Like, yeah, okay. So I guess, yeah, you'd call that subconscious. I that's... think the shadow is another term for the sub. I, I think, so that's, and it's not a new word. I believe it's been around for a long time, but it's getting used now more and more, I notice on social media. The shadow, shadow work. I've I know of... Jordan Peterson refers back to Carl Jung when he talks about shadow. I believe Carl Jung would, would use the word shadow instead of... Well, he'd probably use subconscious too, but yeah. So anyway, okay, we've defined it. So how do you how do you incorporate? Yeah, so through through your words, what would you say for incorporating the shadow? 
Well, what do you, uh, well, go on. There's more to that question, right? It's not, it's not a complete question. Incorporating okay. into what? Uh, into Your everyday life? life. Yeah, into everyday life. Well, that, oh, that's an interesting question. So, okay. All right, okay. You don't want to ever regret anything. You, you want to be in the present moment. When you let something slide like that, your example was perfect. When you let something slide, you will think about it later, right? You'll be like, damn, I wish this happened, right? I wish the past wasn't the way it was. I wish I could go back and fix it. My, my father was telling me about that once. He said, I often uh, don't say things when I want to, to someone. And I think back later, and I think of the perfect response and it's, it's hours later. And he's like, I wish mm -hmm. I was sharper. So in the moment, it's not mental acuity, it's, or mental sharpness. It's being present and being open and not being fearful. It's, it, it, so, so that's why all this shadow work and this subconscious stuff is so important because people don't aren't pre they're not present enough to uh, deal with the incoming data, right? So you're asking, how do you incorporate the subconscious? But what I'm saying is when you're in the present moment, there is no need to incorporate the subconscious. There is no subconscious. That's our goal. So it's just like how I started out. Our goal is to not leave any after effects in an experience right so if you're if you're detached enough from ego and you're open and you're humble and you're experiencing someone or something fully there's nothing to regret so it's when you keep things hidden and someone was just telling me this at work they're like you're so open and honest and it's like yeah i don't want to close out of the meeting and wonder what the hell just happened. If I don't understand something, I'm going to be like, Hey, everyone, what the hell is going on? Does anyone know what we're talking about? Does anyone understand what just happened? And all the time people will be like, God, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> Cause I had, I had no idea what was going on. And it, it's okay to be wrong. I think, so I was, when I was younger, I was always afraid to be wrong. And I was talking to my guru one day. I'm sitting in his office and he was like, you don't have to be right. Forget about that. Be, you can be wrong. And, and it hit me like a wave. I was like, what? I don't have to be, I don't have to be right. Cause I always wanted to defend myself. That's ego. That's the Anava Marga. So if I don't have to be right, I can go into a situation that's what surrender is called. That's what surrender is known for. Like I can like let go and just be open and be, our, be myself and be however dumb I want to be. And, uh, you know, that's where it's like the greatest spiritual mantra comes in. I don't know. It, a lot of times we posture in a conversation. We, 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 Oh, we say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Why are you agreeing? Um, 
like someone was talking to me the other day and they said a word and I was like, uh, they were like, you know what I mean? And I was like, no, I've actually never heard what you're talking about before. Um, we have to back up if we're going to even go forward. And they're like, oh, okay. And a whole other conversation blooms instead of it being shallow. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. We should go back and just define that one word. And sometimes it's uncomfortable because the person's like, ah, you know, actually, I don't know what I was talking about either. And that's why Socrates was killed. Because he would, he was skeptical that anyone knew anything about anything. Now that's a bold place to be because he's essentially not giving anyone the benefit of the doubt. And eventually he, he was sentenced to drink poison because he was such a pain in the ass because no one essentially knew what the hell they were talking about when it got down to the essence of it. So he was so real with people. Um, it's so important to be real with people. All right. So given all of that, all right, if we can do that, we don't have to worry about the shadow. There is no shadow at that point. You don't go to sleep you don't lay down in your bed at night thinking, gosh, I wish this happened. I wish that happened or that was weird or whatever. Um, you just want to be open. And I mean, I was really open with a work colleague the other day and, and, and it was like, man, did I say too much or was I too open? And it was like, you know what? Too bad. Like I was just, I was just being me. And if that's a problem, it's, it's better that we find that out now that I, that, that my ideas aren't working. And, you know, he, it's so cool when someone is like, you know what? I agree with everything you're saying. It's like, we all feel the same way, but we're, no one is talking about it. I really don't like that. I really don't like that. Um, but that's how it is a lot of the time. It's how it is. And sometimes that how that's how it has to be. Like sometimes it's like you just need a simple answer. You need the simple, um, you know, a conversation, top level, shallow, fine. Um, I've accepted that, that, that not everyone can go deep all the time because we just don't have enough time in our day. But when you can, when you can, if the time, if it's an appropriate moment, you know, don't hold back and, and there won't be any kind of shadow work needed. Um, and it's very interesting. Like jujitsu really helps you with that. It forces you to be manipulated and um, like physically abused and attacked. And it allows you to kind of say, Hey, um, can we stop here and figure out what's going on? Cause I'm totally getting, uh, uh, ran over here. And it's like, yeah, Oh yeah. Here's how I did that. Here's the problem that we have to solve and here's how you fix it. And it's like, Oh, and you unravel this knot as it's tightening up and you're like, you stop it from tightening up. But if we live our life abused and manipulated and attacked and we don't say anything, and we leave it underneath the skin and it just gets buried and buried and buried subcutaneously. 
uh, over time, we're just swelling like, like, uh, like a, like a diaper in a swimming pool. That's just like filled with water and it's ready to burst. And we let our problems, uh, get to us and, and, and stay problems. Um, and yeah, you don't want to do that. You want to, you want to like stop everyone. This is how, this is what's going on. If you do it too much, if you emote too much, you'll slow progress, right? So that's where you have to do, do it appropriately. I would never think pellets. Yeah. I would never interrupt a meeting and say, Hey, I don't understand. I would wait until there's an opening and then say, yeah, back like 10 minutes ago, what was that one concept? It's like, Oh yeah, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) You know, but it, there has to be, and if there's no, no room for that, fine. Come back to the person later. Don't wait for too long. Tag up with something like at work. Oops, something's moving too quick. We have to log off. Fine. And then it's like, hey, in a side chat, hey, um, did you follow that thing? Because I didn't get it. It's like, oh, yeah, here's what was going on. Um, so there's always an appropriate timing uh, to things and to revealing yourself, um, you know, but that's how you live each day with this, with the subconscious in mind. Like, remember that it's collecting data that is not stored right. Your, your conscious mind is taking in the data. And if it's appropriate, if it's categorized, if it's cataloged, if it's clean, um, it burns up. It doesn't necessarily go into the subconscious like as a thing. It may like it or or in Sanskrit you call it a vasana. It may get burnt up. Like I don't remember our podcasts that much. Like they work out so well. We get a lot of things done. I don't need them in there. So they don't really get stored up that much. They're in my memory base, like they're in the subconscious, but they're really clean. Um, all of our interactions for the last few years are, have been so clean, right? Um, but with other people, I may have a subconscious box that's kind of like a nagging point in my mind, right? That's part of my subconscious. But that's part of that nagging shadow. Um, and that happens too, right? So sometimes you can't, it's not, nothing is going to be perfect, but you just want to do your best whenever you can um, and try to fix things when it's appropriate. Um, Some things are going to get stored in there. Like it's not going to be perfect, but you you want to minimize that. You want to minimize that. So yeah, speaking of memory, um, you said clean things burn up and that reminded me of a another Jordan Peterson quote, which I'd like to <clears throat> read out since it's relevant. Nice. So the purpose of memory is to extract information out from the past so you don't do the same stupid thing more than once. And then it continues on. This was a bit later in, the, in his conversation. If there's something in your past that still bothers you, that means as far as your underlying emotional systems are concerned, you are not master of that event. And that bothersome emotion will never go away until you go back to that memory and you figure out how it was that you were rendered vulnerable in that situation and what you would have done and what you would have to do now in order to reconfigure the way you look at the world 
or the way that you act so that the vulnerability would disappear. Yes, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. And that, that's why we write. Like uh, Peterson has a writing um, uh, therapy, self-therapy. Past offering program? It was something like that. Because it has uh, future offering program. Then there's something about the past. Yeah. I think it's past offering. Yeah. So writing is very powerful. I was listening to a podcast of his the other day. It was so amazing. If anyone listened, hasn't listened to his work in a while, his podcasts have been on fire lately. They are, he is really hitting on all cylinders. Um, he obviously he's coming over his drug addiction um, and he's kind of getting healthy again. And he's just thinking really well and, his, and speaking really well to people and having amazing guests on his podcast. So um, give, give uh, his podcast, the Jordan Peterson podcast. I'll listen if you're driving or if you don't have anything to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you really have to unravel it. Uh, like if you were, if you were attacked as a young person or something and, and it's 10 years later or something, uh, you need to go, you need to revisit it as this new person so that you can, you can, see who you used to be, how you got manipulated, how it happened. And you, you want to have barriers. You want to have boundaries as this new person. You also want to be slightly vulnerable. So we can't go around with walls and guards too much. We, we, we want to have those, but we want to know when they can be let down. If we're too much on our guard, right? We haven't really resolved that past experience, but if we're confident, right? If we've resolved it and we say, you know what, I'll, I'll see the red flags. I'll be open. I'll be honest. And I'll explain how I'm feeling. I'll keep my boundaries. Um, then we can be vulnerable. We can let ourselves let those walls down and let people in again. And, um, you know, you see all the time that people are, are destroyed they destroy their future by their from their past. The past really gets them, and they don't they don't ever want to be hurt again. So they resolve to never let anyone in, never get in another relationship. Uh, I'll never get to that point where I'll, I can be hurt like that. But that's that's insane, and that will lead you to an insanity path and uh, uh, psychotic behavior, or at least sociopathic behavior, where you self isolate just like loathe people in general and, and, or that kind of person and things like that. Um, like you could say that about jujitsu. I'll, I'll never expose this um, and I'll never be trapped in this again. Well, if you think like that, you'll never learn what happened in the first place and you'll never uh, really, you'll always get trapped in that because uh, essentially uh, your limbs are still there um, and they'll still be manipulated. The idea is I'm going to let myself go into that vulnerable position and see if I can get out from there and see if I can control myself enough from there and be aware enough in the present moment to then escape when they're least expecting it. And that's always the best way. So in life with people, I always say, like, if you have an enemy, bring them in. 
Like, see how close you can get and get in their head a little bit. Um, I've made enemies my best friends. And I love doing that. I absolutely love doing that. Um, and just get really close to them to where it's like annoying and weird and see if you can flip it and really understand them because a part of their, a part of the thing you don't like is in your, yourself. And, uh, gosh, I remember back in 2015 when we were running that, that group online and there was this one guy, Dwight, and everyone hated him. He was like a really weird guy and he hated me. He did not like me. He thought I was a joke. And I was like, all right, uh, let's see what you got. And, and I brought him in close. I'd message him privately. Uh, I'd let him like really uh, verbally abuse me. And um, eventually he saw a lot of strength in, in his testing of me. And he brought me in and he let down his guard and he would get vulnerable and I'd give him responsibilities in the group. And I'd, I'd elevate his status, even though people didn't like him and people would be like, why are you, why are you giving this guy respect? And he's like, it's like, this guy is powerful, man. He's got a lot of passion. And sure enough, with trust and responsibility, you have a friend. That's all mm -hmm. people want is trust and responsibility. And he turned into like the best guy on there. And that's like the only guy that I'd want to talk to today. It's interesting how that works. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And he was like, at the end of it, he's like, man, if you're ever in Greece, he's a guy in Greece. If you're ever in Greece, like, please, I want to meet you and have a beer with you. And a year before that, he was like, I hate you. <laughs> I hate your guts. I think you're a joke. So, you know, uh, takes time to do stuff like that. It takes, takes a lot of, uh, humility. Maybe, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. All right. So and the nine o'clock. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you everyone for listening. I am extremely, uh, excited about this podcast. I, I talk about it a lot. Um, and thank you. I want to thank all the listeners. Please reach out to us. Please let us know what else we can we can cover. And 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 if you want to be on the show, if you if you disagree with something, let's talk about it. I love when people disagree because hey, I'm gonna be wrong, and I want to know how I can um, like get better. And I don't know. I have a book coming out uh, next month. Oh my gosh less than two weeks now oh very nice that's exciting so everything is your fault um is coming out on amazon um in two weeks and yeah uh if you um if you want us to go over it uh we we should we'll probably go over, we'll start going over it a little bit um but if you show your support and get the book i really appreciate it um there's probably a few things in there that may help with something in your mind, no matter what you're dealing with. That's my hope. I've heard good things. Um, so I'm really thankful to the, my publisher and my publicist 
Gavin, who's been putting up with my nonsense. He wants me to like respond and do things. And I'm like, nah, I don't really have time. And he's like, well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, I'm tough to work with sometimes when I'm real busy. As Rokas knows. Um, it's been all right for us though. <laughs> um yeah because it's like a side project for me the publicist wants it to be a main project and i'm like no like i have a salary job i, I need to focus on that i have family jujitsu mm -hmm. is more important than selling books um my only hope is that people find it if it's affordable they buy it and they read it and, and it helps them but uh you know so there's that. Uh, you can always uh, uh, look at zenmind.academy if the if the course works for you uh, and you want to work closer with me on it. Uh, please reach out if you are uh, filthy rich and you want to donate to the academy. We could use your funds and um, build uh, build more on our academy, host events and things like that. Um. We could use like a solid $2,000 donation and then we could host an event um, off of that. Um, and we could even like buy, buy everything is your fault and give them away to, to people. That would be cool. So if, if you're, if you're a listener with, with deep pockets, get a hold of me and, and we'll, we'll give you a tax write off. Um, yeah, that's all for right now. Rokas, anything that you're wanting to... That's all from me as well. Um, grateful to be doing this as always, and hopefully we continue on into the future. Awesome. We'll end the show there and, and see everyone next time. Goodbye.